it's Marina, travel experta. And today we are going to be talking about Lake Atitlan in Guatemala. Are you guys ready for an adventure? Let's begin. So when you visit Guatemala, there's usually three places that you will be visiting. And I have a whole podcast specifically talking about traveling to Guatemala itself. One of the most popular out of those three is Lake Atitlan. Lake Atitlan is an ancient volcanic crater that is now a lake, but it's still surrounded by newer volcanoes. There's three volcanoes that surround the entire lake. And it has all these little villages where the majority of the indigenous Mayan live. However, it's also a really popular place for expats and definitely a very touristy place. There's quite a lot of things going on there. First of all, the lake itself, it's apparently supposed to be one of the most beautiful places to visit. It's also where the Maya indigenous still live. So you could find a lot of their weaving of their artisans of their culture in general plus the little villages the way they are situated are really fun to visit so there's many ways to get to Lake Atitlan but the two main ones is if you're flying into Guatemala City and you go directly there it's about two and a half three hours or if you go first to Antigua again all of these have their own separate podcasts so you could really understand what to do in each of these locations but Antigua is usually the first place that people go to visit so if you do go from Antigua it's about two and a half three hours as well so you could easily take a shuttle or a private transfer or an uber or if you're renting a car, it's pretty easy to get to. And what the thing is, once you get there, you really don't need a car. The main city that you will be arriving to is called Panahashel. And normally what people do is they go to Panahashel, they spend one or two nights there, or they spend their entire time there, and you can leave your car in a parking lot. And again, you do not need a car once you get there because the actual little villages are all walkable. And to get to all the different villages, you have to take a boat. You could either take a local boat or you could rent a private boat from the docks, the piers to take you to wherever you need. So what a lot of people do is they could either choose to stay in Panahashel and do a village tour that will take you to all these different little villages, or you could go to Panahashel and then decide to go and stay in another little village. Here is the main breakdown of the most popular villages to visit. Santiago. Santiago is actually not that popular as much as it is the largest village in that whole area. This is definitely the most local village as well because this is where the majority of the locals live. It is a really cool place to visit. However, the other villages is more centered for tourism, which have a lot more restaurants. It's just a little bit more fun. So there's San Marcos. San Marcos is known as one of the more popular places to stay, tons of different hotels, uh, restaurants. This is also where a lot of like the yoga stuff, it's more of, um, they have pyramids, retreat centers. So it's more on, I personally think more on the flakier side. 
However, it is a really popular place to visit. It's definitely different. There's little markets, definitely a place that you would want to check it out. Then there's San Pedro. San Pedro is also really popular. Tons of restaurants, hotels, whatnot. And it's also really, there's these villages are also popular for learning Spanish. So you could go here for a week to either take a Spanish school lesson or stay with a family or whatever. Again, none of these villages need cars at all. They are mainly footpaths, and that's what makes it even funner to visit. Then there's also Santa Cruz. Then there's other little places that you could visit, and sometimes people just want to get away and stay in houses that only get you to by boat. So you could decide what is the one that you want the most. There's tons of Airbnbs and tons of hotels that are either in the towns or hotels that are just the hotels that you could take a boat to as well. And a lot of these hotels that are just boat access offer their own transportation. So you could just let them know and they'll be picking you up. And if you want to go and do different tours, they offer everything for you there. Normally, the best amount of time to visit if you only have, you know, seven to 10 days in Guatemala, probably Three days, three nights is definitely going to be enough. Panajachel has a really cool main street where there's a lot of places to shop and little markets and whatnot as well. So if you only have one or two days, then you need to just maybe go to Panajachel and then take one tour, one trip around all the villages. You could do a village tour, and I really recommend just getting a private boat because this way you have full control. It's not that expensive. They're like 100, 150 for the day, dollars for the day. Not that much money to spend. And you could really enjoy and understand. Oh, and Santa Catarina is another really popular place to visit. That's where you could find a lot of the weaving places. So again, definitely do a tour of the villages if you have a short period of time. If you're staying there for much longer, Obviously, you'll be able to spend more time in each place, but it is really interesting to go and check out all the different villages. And a lot of people go straight to the airport from Atitlan if you have an afternoon flight. But if you have a morning flight, then definitely go the night before to Guatemala City. This way you don't have to stress and stay in a hotel right near the airport. And if you have any other questions, please let me know. And if you found this episode to be helpful, please leave a review and share with your friends. And remember to make every day an adventure.